North Carolina Central is looking to knock off Howard just like they did last year and become MEAC champions just like they did last year. They could accomplish both of these goals this Saturday. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On family, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU podcast, your number one daily one stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, aka the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today Saints Wire. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, you don't understand how much I do. And I want you to remember that just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S, ends with an S. Let's get this down here, man. Why are we not having our our, our locked on HBCU thumbnail with the, uh, with the what's it called? With the, there we go. Gosh, come on, Ant South exclusives. Come on, we got to get it right. Starts with an S, ends with an S. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that's meant to treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. It's Friday. It's football season. You know the drill every day. We have our three matchups, our two storylines, and our key to victory when it comes to our game of the week. And this week, it is what we thought was going to be the MEAC championship game. Not quite for both teams, but it is North Carolina Central versus Howard. And the first matchup that I want to look at is Davius Richard versus Quentin Williams because that matchup right there could be the deciding factor. And I think I've said this multiple times you got to have good quarterback play. The reason I'm reiterating this is because I've spoke about Jamon Howell a couple of times and spoke about him being so good that he can be the engine of an offense and the things he can do in spite of poor quarterback play. But let's not get it twisted. You need good quarterback play to be a championship team. And you have last year's first and second team all MEAC quarterbacks and likely will be this year's first and second team all MEAC quarterbacks, you have Davius Richard versus Quentin Williams. These guys are exceptional at what they do, yet they have completely different styles. When you look at Davius Richard, Richard is the epitome of a dual threat quarterback. He is a guy who is second in passing yards. He is a guy who is top five in rushing yards. He is the epitome of dual Threat. That's what it means. It's not, oh, sometimes we sit here and we say dual threat means you can run the ball at the quarterback position. No, dual threat means you are as equally threatening with your arm as you are with your legs. And trust me, ask the defenses. Davius Richard fits that description. Then you look at Quentin Williams. He's a pure passer. He's going to step back and try to sling the rock. That's what he is going to do. Now, outside of just the differences in styles, 
there's one thing in this matchup that I'm truly looking forward to. And I know I don't typically like to do matchups where these teams or the each side can't affect the other. But I'll make an exception because it's quarterback versus quarterback. And I'll, I'll, I'll cut it some slack there. I'll ease up on my restrictions on myself. But the thing that I'm really looking forward to is in a high-pressure moment, which this game is a high-pressure moment, period. How do they react? For two years, end on end, I have come on here and I have praised Davius Richard for his ability to pop up in big moments. I saw it all through 2022. I've seen it all the way through 2023. So I know he has that gene in him. Now, when it comes to Quentin Williams, I'm not sure. And I don't mean that I'm not sure in the way that I doubt it. I mean, I'm literally not sure. I have called him out for this before against Hampton specifically. Didn't feel like the end of the game was great for him. Felt like they kind of just fell apart in that game. But one game is not enough to set in stone a playing trait. It's not enough to even start up a narrative for me. But it is enough for me to hone in and focus and see if this game gets close. Or not even that, just how does he play in this game, period? Because from the moment the first offensive snap happens, it is a high-pressure moment for Quentin Williams. So I'll be interested in watching that. Then you have um, the three-headed monster running back for Howard versus the North Carolina Central rush defense. And this this um, this this three-headed monster is Eaton James, who was sixth in the conference in rushing. Jared Hunter, who is seventh in the conference in running, rushing. And then you have Ian Wheeler, who is ninth in the conference in rushing. Now, I understand that those numbers aren't top five, so it might sound like you have some pretty good running backs that are all together. But that's because they split so many carries. They split a lot of carries, right? And they run the ball a lot, but they split it up a lot. You look at Eden James. James is a guy who has 70-something carries. He has a better yards per carry than three of the five players in the top five above him. So his yards per carry is not one where you should just scoff at that. That's one that if he was given the amount of carries as any other running back up there, he would actually be second amongst all running backs in yardage if everybody had the same amount of carries and kept their yards per carry average. Then you look at Wheeler, and Wheeler is like a big play magnet where he's about 40 carries below Eden James. He's about 60 carries below Jared Hunter. Yet he is third, but not by much to Wheeler, or excuse me, not by much to Hunter because he's averaging eight yards a carry. Amongst all players with 30 or more carries on a season in the MEAC, Jared Hunter has the highest yards per carry. He's a big play magnet. That's what he does, right? So now the last one, when we're talking about playmaking, I have to look at Casey Hawthorne. The last player that I wanted to highlight is K or the last matchup I wanted to highlight is Casey Hawthorne for Howard versus North Carolina Central's entire defense. And the reason I had to keep it so broad is because Hawthorne does so many things. He has attempted a pass and had a passing touchdown. He has had a receiving touchdown and he has had a rushing touchdown all in this season. I don't know where he's going to line up on a given play. So for me to just identify one player, for me to just say, well, Khalil Baker got to make sure that he does like that would be, in my opinion, ignorant because he does so many things on a kind of consistent basis outside of passing the football. He doesn't pass the ball much. He's only passed the ball twice, but he's done it enough <laughs> to be like, OK, maybe they pull that out in this 
big time game. This is a game of huge magnitudes. And we'll get into that in the, in the storyline segment. But this game means a lot for both teams. But for Howard, they're playing for their lives here. They're playing for their lives. If they lose, it's over for them. And I'm not going to say much more because I'll, I'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But for Hawthorne, he's top five in receiving. He's number three. He has the third most catches, third most yards, the uh, the second most catches, the third most yards, and then the third most touchdowns, excuse me. You look at rushing, he has more rushing touchdowns than he does receiving touchdowns. He even has a touchdown through the air. I believe he's the only player with all three of those in this season. So I've seen him line up at wide receiver. I've seen him line up in the backfield in a in a, uh, a quarterback position, whether he runs or throws from that. You have to watch out for everything. So, yes, it's Casey Hawthorne versus the entire North Carolina Central defense. Now, as we move forward, I've already kind of alluded towards the stakes and what's on the line. I did it in the cold open. I've done it just about 45 seconds ago. But let's really dive into what this game's mean, what this game means for the MEAC in general, because it's more than just Howard and North Carolina Central. You also have teams like Morgan State. And you also have teams like South Carolina State who are affected by this. So let's dive into those ramifications as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And on one hand, you can never know what's coming. You can never predict the unexpected. But what you can do is prepare for the unexpected. And that's the beautiful part about the Jace case, because it comes with five antibiotics that are meant to treat more than 50 infections. It's more about being proactive as opposed to reactive, because if you don't know what's going to happen, you might not know what you need. So then you just get everything. I don't care if it's a natural disaster. I don't care if it's ED. I don't care what it is. All of these things happen to people and it can happen to you. So why sit here and be unprepared? All you have to do is go to jacemedical.com and when you use the code locked on, you get an extra $20 off your purchase. You're already having the Jace case. Be proactive as opposed to reactive and make sure that you can. Oh, also, you can add on an extra medication if you want. You can customize that sixth medication. That's the beautiful part about it. That's jacemedical.com and use the code locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, in just a couple of hours, or maybe you're listening to this a little bit later, but it is today, our college football kickoff live. We'll have all of the biggest stories around college football. So make sure that you are a more informed college football fan by checking this out, either on the YouTube page or on the podcast page, because after it's live, it'll be stored on both. Now, when I'm looking at the matchups, we've went through all of those, and some of those are going to come back up when the key to victory is, is labeled, right? 
but the storylines, that's where the heart of this game lies. That's where the heart of most games lie. But this one here is the heart of it because we're not coaches. We're not doing X's and O's. We're not making adjustments and all of those things. That's not even really the premise of this show, to be honest. The X's and O's and all of that. A lot of times we focus focus in on storylines. And the one here is that the MEAC championship is on the line. If North Carolina Central wins this game against Howard, they are your MEAC champions. Now, you could stumble into that stupid co-champion thing, but overall, they will be representing the conference in a celebration bowl, meaning they are the MEAC champions as long as they win today. They've already knocked off every other team that could possibly tie them if they win this game. Howard is a little bit more up in the air. If Howard wins this game, then you still have South Carolina State with one loss. Then if Howard wins this game, now the South Carolina State versus Morgan State game becomes that much more important. See, that's that's the shift here. That's the shift here. But in my opinion, because let me see how far do I want to get into these, these storylines, not these storylines, but these tiebreakers and things of that nature. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so now let's let's act as if Howard wins, right? Because if North Carolina Central wins, it's easy. They win, they're in, they're champions. Pop the confetti, they're walking out of Washington, DC with the championship trophy. Like that's cut and dry. But if Howard wins, what then? If Howard wins, now we have to turn our attention to the outcome of Morgan State versus South Carolina State. And if we're going to be honest, both teams should root for Morgan State. Because if Morgan State wins, they have one loss. South Carolina State has two losses. They're, they're not done because technically, I'm trying to think. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So let me not, let me back up, let me back up. Because I, I'm thinking farther in advance than I have and not considering all of the opportunities. But I, there is a way that every single team could end with two losses. And then that's just wonky. We're not going to get into that right now. But if Morgan State wins, well, now you're looking at North Carolina Central and saying, well, Morgan State, go ahead and beat Howard. Because if Morgan State beats Howard, if Morgan State wins out, North Carolina Central just has to win one of the two games. doesn't matter who it is, even if they happen to lose to Howard. They just have to win one of the next two games. So that's why you would want to root for um, Morgan State. As for Howard, they have the opportunity to beat Morgan State this week or the following week. So if Morgan State wins and then Morgan State and Howard go into the last game with only one loss and Howard wins that game, Howard is the MEAC champions, which would be a very ironic turn of events seeing that they made fun of North Carolina Central for losing to South Carolina State last year, and that's their only loss. But that would be that would be insane. And now we're getting into too many hypotheticals that I personally feel like are um, a little bit more difficult to keep up with. Where it's like, okay, you're trying to keep this thread and this thread and this thread. What's reality? Reality is this. If North Carolina Central wins this game, they are the MEAC champions, and it doesn't matter what happens in either of the other two Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference games. However... If Howard wins this game, now they are essentially the front runner, but they're coming to play or the uh, the South Carolina State-Morgan State game comes into play. That's where it gets complicated. Central wins, simple. Howard wins, complicated. That's all you need to know. Now let's move forward to the second storyline, and that's last year's matchup. And I feel like there's a tad bit of bad blood here. Not beef, not anything like that, but 
I definitely felt as if Howard head coach Scott had kind of taken a shot at Central and Coach Oliver responded. This was toward the beginning of this season, right before the season started. And Coach Scott kind of insinuated that because Central lost to a team that nobody else lost to, we should have had a MEAC conference championship game. Oliver correctly had some pushback on that. And I, I don't think there's like problems or anything. I'm not trying to start up fake beef, but I do think that this game is a tad bit personal. There was co-champions last year, and I don't know if Central really liked that. Howard wasn't satisfied with it, but I mean, they were the benefactors of the co-champions. So I don't think there's so much. There's only but so much that they can really talk about it. But I don't think Central liked the idea of sharing a championship. I don't think they liked that. I wouldn't. I didn't. And I'm not even connected to, to North Carolina Central. I just don't. Coach champions in football, no, it's only one. But last year's matchup is going to make this a big deal. Last year's matchup is a situation where North Carolina Central is the only team that beat Howard in 2022. 2022. It's the only team. And we just saw the Eagles get their lick back on the Bulldogs, the only team to beat them in 2022. Now you have the Bison looking to do the same thing. Now you have Howard coming in to avenge their only loss from the previous season. So in this game, you have the MEAC championship potentially being on the line. It could be clinched this weekend. But then also you have just the fact that I think this game is personal for both sides. I think both teams have made this a tad bit personal. So let's look into now the key to victory. If there's going to be personal things at stake, if there's going to be championships at stake, and how about we go ahead and take a look at the keys to victory for each team for them to come up with a win. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. And eBay Motors, it doesn't matter. A lot of times we focus on fixing your car. Hey, man, if something's broken with your car, go to eBay Motors. But it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to have a, a missing part and say, oh, I'm going to go do this. You could just want to make your car look better. Maybe you want to get some car lights to install in the bottom of your car, or maybe inside your car. You can get those things, whether it's speed, whether it's power, whether it's style. All of those things can be helped. It doesn't have to be fixed. It can be add-ons. So let's switch the narrative today. No broken cars. We're just trying to make your car go from a conference championship to a celebration bowl championship. You are already a good team, but you had room to level up. And to level up, you need to go to ebaymotors.com, put your car in the My Garage section, and they'll get anything that is that is going to fit your car. So go to ebay.com slash, or excuse me, ebaymotors.com. That is ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. And we have our keys to victory. And for I'm going to start off with, with Howard because this is the one that I got to lean into. This is the one that I got to lean into. Stop the run. If Howard wants to win this game, stop the run. Because if I was a coach, there wouldn't be a more obvious game plan on my schedule than to attempt to run the ball down the throat of Howard after I watched what happened last week. Howard lost to a team with a quarterback that completed three passes, with a quarterback that threw for 19 yards, 
Corey Fields threw for less than two first downs worth of yardage, and Howard still lost that game. So yeah, I'm going to try and I'm going to try to run it down your throat because last week you couldn't stop it. And I like Jawan Howe, but I got Latrell Collier, and I feel like he's a pretty good back too. I didn't even mention him in the in the uh, matchups. I got Davius Richard. Corey Fields ran for almost 100 yards against you. And I got the best running quarterback in the conference. So, yeah, I'm going to try to run it down your throat. And you know what? After I finish doing that with Collier, after I finish doing that with Rich, with Richard, I'm not finished because I got another guy. I got Jamari Taylor. And I'm going to try to run it down your throat with him too. I have three viable threats in the rushing game, and you're going to need to prove that you can stop it. And to put it on top of that, North Carolina Central is already a team that's going to have you prove you can stop the run. I might, I will try to break you for at least three quarters. I will try to break you all game because I saw what just happened. And it's on Howard to say, nah, we won't be broken. We're going to be better. But in my opinion, that is the key to victory. And if they cannot stop the run, they will not win this game. And I don't say that about all of my keys to victory. All of my, my keys aren't mandatory, right? You might have a key to victory, but you can call the locksmith. Not here. Not here. There's no fixing it. If Central runs all over Howard, I do not believe the Bison win this game, period. And I'm willing to stand on that. All right? Like, I, I just don't. Because I don't think it turns into a shootout with that. I think it turns into Central having ball control and then Howard not being able to get enough possessions to keep up with that. That's what I think happens if you allow Central to run all over you. But then you look at what is Central's key to victory. And it could easily be to run the ball, but that's lazy. I almost did it. But that was lazy. I said, no, let's not do it. Let's come up with something a little bit more creative. And this is a prime example of what I mean. The key to victory typically heightens your chance of the victory. If it doesn't happen, you don't immediately drop down to zero. But for North Carolina Central, it's the ability to get big plays through the passing game. Howard's an okay rush defense, right? And I'm sure a lot of their statistical totals are slanted by what happened last week in which they gave up. If not 400 yards rushing, close to it because Howell had 283 and Fields had 96 and I think some other rushes had some so we might have seen them get up to 400 yards on the ground and I'm sure that that brought them down heavily right but at the same time they're a really good passing defense you know they're really good at that and I think you can win the game with Richard and and Collier running the ball as you're running back in your quarterback I think that you can do that but I would like to get some things going through the air. And you look at two players, two weapons specifically. You have one being Devin Smith. And Devin Smith is kind of the every down wide receiver. He's the guy who at any moment can move the chains. He's the second leading receiver in the, uh, or excuse me, he's the leading receiver in the conference. So he's a player who every single play, you got to look out for him at any point in the, in the field. Short, intermediate, deep. But when we're speaking about explosive plays, I don't just mean get the ball and run. I don't just mean 15. I mean 40-yard plays. And I think that Quentin McCall has the ability to do that because he has the hot, the highest yards per catch in the conference. 
At 17.4 yards per catch, he is a big play waiting to happen. He is the version of Ian Wheeler. Because remember, we spoke about Ian Wheeler when it came to um, Howard's running attack. He's kind of like that for Central, except he does it on on the uh, in the passing game. Like that's the difference to me. So um, overall, I think that these are our two keys to victory. But Central, if they run the ball over Howard, I don't think I don't think I don't think nothing else happens. Let a Central victory. I, I really don't. I find it hard to believe that if Howard doesn't stop the run, that they have any chance at winning this game. Meanwhile, I think that North Carolina Central is extremely heightened if they're able to hit big plays in the passing game because that's where they – and they do a great job scheming that up too. We've seen a lot of open wide receivers for Central deep down the field. I love their vertical passing game. If they're able to do that, I think that their running game will perform well enough to where the combination of the two results in a Central win, right? But um, next week, I just want to be clear because somebody said this on yesterday's podcast, and I do think it's important to look at. Morehouse has fired the coach after less than a year. I do find that a tad bit questionable. I do want to look into that. We just didn't have enough time this week, but we will get to that early next week. Either I might try to find a place on Monday, probably segment three. I would find a place on Monday or Tuesday to talk about that subject because I do think it's important and it's something we should touch on. And I want to make sure that I'm fully educated and I have enough time to devote to it where it gets the amount of time that it deserves. So we will get on that next week in addition to this game and everything else that happened over the weekend. But in the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.